0: And welcome back to the Geeks at the Gate. Um, Sorry that there was no uh, issue, episode, whatever this is, uh, last week. That's entirely my fault. I didn't get time to record it. It was supposed to be me doing the whole audiobook thing, and I just didn't have time. So, sorry. Um, We're much more organised this week. I am joined by, uh, to my left, we have Alice. Hello. Welcome back, Alice. Thank Um, you. uh, Apparently we didn't scare her off completely last time. (laughs) Um, And returning, we have Hat. Hi. And uh, we're here to have a bit of a discussion about the way women are treated in comics. And before anybody writes in, yes, the body types of male characters in comics are also shockingly unrealistic. Um, We may or may not touch on why that's different.
1: That's up such high expectations. You just expect all all men are going to look like that when they're half naked. Nah.
0: There's a reason I'm hat, keeping my shirt hat. on. That's what I'm saying.
1: <laughs> hat looks so disappointed right now. Yeah,
2: really a problem for me.
0: I <laughs> uh, yeah. So um, we we may get into various. We, we may even get into to why we're talking about this. Um, it's basically my fault. Um, <laughs> uh, it's so totally
2: your fault. Um,
0: I am just gonna I am just gonna throw in that that um, none of us are speaking as representatives of, of our various genders and orientations. Uh, we are speaking purely as individuals. I do not speak for all cisgendered, heterosexual men. I honestly don't. I don't think either of you two are claiming to speak for all of no, you I definitely, either.
2: definitely... Yeah, I don't yeah. speak to the entire acronym of the community. Yeah. yeah. in any way, I shape or form. <laughs> I don't think anybody can.
1: It's all... You've got to talk for yourself. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So,
0: you know, if, if you are a woman and you disagree with anything that Alice or Hat say, that's all right. Uh, if you are a man and you disagree with me, you're clearly wrong. So... <laughs> <laughs> because everybody who disagrees with me is clearly wrong. It's just a truth universally acknowledged. By me, at least. So, I don't know where we want to start, really. Where do we want to start?
2: Well, why don't you explain why we're here and that it's your fault that we are <laughs> Yeah, okay. It is a
1: pretty good reason. When I first saw the picture and quite... Mm-hmm. Mm. I was filled with unease, <laughs> as you could all, as you could both sense that's, that's in my such, voice.
0: Like,
2: that's yeah, such an un... that's the best way of putting it. I was filled with unease. Yeah, I Love it. I
0: really like oh that. wow! Yeah.
2: Okay. I was so creeped out. Yeah, skeeved. <laughs> Extremely skeeved.
0: Yeah. Right. Okay. Well, I mean, first of all, I'm going to do my best to not talk very much through this one. Can so, I
2: tell you why you should?
0: Why should I? I
2: actually have been thinking about this ever since we had a conversation about the thing that you're going to talk about. I actually think it's important. For guys to stand up and say, actually, no, Mm. because we need more saying it because Perhaps. no matter how many i think we need as much support from like guys that actually do go wait a minute this isn't right as we do you know from us because we've been screaming about it for years and people tend not to listen whereas i think people are entirely more likely to listen to a nice white cisgendered chap.
0: i really hope we don't disagree now <laughs> after 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 that
1: that perfectly summarizes my response to you when you were telling yeah. me that because it's so easy, I think, for men to get really defensive when we're criticising how they've been presenting or representing women in any medium for so long. I might come
0: back to that in a minute um, um, to quote somebody else. But no, uh, the reason I'm going I'm to try... Well, there are two reasons why I'm going to try not to talk as much as I normally do. <laughs> um, the first is editing the last podcast, I suddenly realised that easily two-thirds of all the words spoken was spoken by me. And there were two other people in the room. And that's kind of an imbalance. But also, genuinely, I hear what you, both of you say. And, you know, I'm happy to speak up and and say, yeah, maybe not. Maybe, maybe try not to do that. But at the same time, I'm not entirely convinced that the world really needs another middle-aged, heterosexual white bloke telling people what their opinion is on how women are portrayed. Uh, I think we've heard people like me opining on this quite a lot. Uh, so, and I'm, and I'm actually genuinely interested in what you two have. So, I mean, I know because we've spoken about this before. I I know, <laughs> I know roughly where you're coming from here. Yeah. But I'm very interested to hear what you've got to say. Mm-hmm. And you know, there is a possibility we may disagree about some of this stuff. Um, we'll try and keep you friendly. <laughs> um, this come this comes up because um, there's been a lot of disquiet. Might be the word I'm going to use. A mm. disquiet, uh, unease, unhappiness.
1: Don't downplay it, Reg. It's been, <laughs> pa- it's been pandemonium, pandemonium. There's been a lot of shouting on the yeah.
0: internet. I mean, yeah. there's always a lot of shouting on the internet. But about the, the way female characters in particular have been drawn in the series Heroes in Crisis. Uh, a, a copy of which I did not bring with me, so that was clever. Um <laughs> never mind uh, we've but, all
1: seen the picture
0: but I've forgotten I've forgotten the artist's name I'm actually not I'm mean, going to be very it, careful How Tom I f-
1: King Tom King Tom King's the writer? the
0: writer Tom King's the writer um, I'm going to be very careful how I phrase this I'm not actually particularly necessarily critical of the artist per se I'm going to talk about a specific image that caused people some upset and it's not the one that I was thinking of I don't think it might be because this is one we spoke about. Yeah. Um, there, there are two that caused particular. There was one uh, which was a cover that was not used um of poison ivy, apparently dead. Oh, there, there was a lot of rage. And, wow, there was a lot of rage. And in, <laughs> in what a lot of people, not the artist, but a lot of people thought was a very sexualized position, and you know there were therefore lots of connotations of sexual violence and all of that and one or two people questioned whether that was entirely appropriate for the cover of a comic book um that's not actually the image that i'm talking about the image i'm talking about and in this is glorious radio and even worse planning because i'm now about to walk across the room a little bit to get my laptop well, so that, that tells i can
2: the matryoshka behind
0: it. so that i can so that i can show Hat and alice the page i'm talking about for you guys um, there is a copy of this in the show notes on the Destination Venus website. Um, so you know, if you want to look at it, you can, or you could just Google Batgirl Heroes in Crisis because, believe me, it That'll will be the first thing. The, the page, comes up. the page will come up. Yeah. Um, and as Hat pointed out, you can tell I'm a former teacher because I totally did a PowerPoint, which I totally haven't actually put on this computer. It's on a memory stick that's in my pocket.
1: <laughs> in your pocket?
0: Is it in your pocket? and a memory stick that's not in my pocket
1: comedy gold
0: (laughs) okay it is comedy gold and i haven't brought the damn memory stick okay because when i put my hand in my pocket to make sure i had the memory stick what i I actually was not the memory stick it was my earbud uh so that was brilliantly done okay i can't show you the thing i'm just gonna have to describe it
2: you please describe it um you'll still put
0: it in the show notes yeah that's the important thing alice do feel free to go look at this in the show notes
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's um, alright we've already seen we that.
0: know it and I've also buggered up the, the stereo recording and I think
1: seeing it once oh, is enough is enough yeah. yeah so the page I was about to say once or twice because I had actually had to look at it twice t- when I was making notes but yeah the, I'm just really I, <laughs> I refused to look at it a second time I spent,
0: nice. I spent a couple of hours doing that PowerPoint damn it teacher yeah
1: it's
0: yeah.
1: alright we can come in and watch the PowerPoint another time I've got a
0: projector I can project it on the wall okay So um, the page in question, if you've read Heroes in Crisis, you'll be familiar with the nine panel grid layout pages that they have of various characters talking to the Kryptonian cyber therapist that they have. That's not a spoiler, I don't think, if you haven't read Heroes in Crisis. It's quite good, actually, to a point. And there's one of Batgirl, Barbara Gordon. She's sitting, looking at the camera, and she is talking about the various issues that she has psychologically. The whole getting shot through the spine by the Joker thing comes up. She stands up and turns around to show her scar to the camera. Now, she was shot through the spine. The scar is on her back. Fine, not a problem with that. Um, so she turns around and she kind of lifts up her top and pushes down the top of her tights a little bit, which is odd because I always thought the batsuit was a onesie, but Again, I can roll with that for the sake of artistic license, and had it been a onesie, it would have upset people even more, if you think about it. Yep. There's nothing overtly sexual in the writing of that scene. There's nothing overtly anything in the writing of that scene. I suspect the script said something like, she stands up and shows her scar to the camera, or something like that. The way, however, it's been drawn, it does sort of look like that, standing with your back to the camera, looking coquettishly over your shoulder pose that actresses tend to do on the red carpet because they're asked to by the photographers. Think of any picture of Scarlett Johansson at a premiere, basically, and you know the pose I mean. Um, In the context of the situation that she's in, it doesn't, it didn't feel right to me. And so I started trying to, to unpick why it didn't feel right, because she's Barbara Gordon. She is a Slender and well muscle-toned young woman. I have no problem with her being depicted in that way. She's a bat. She's she's one of the bat fam, so yes, she's going to be a fine physical specimen. That's so. So it's okay to draw her as that. And the image isn't ridiculously proportioned. In fact, if anything, it's reasonably proportioned. She looks like a human woman, um, as opposed to something that Rob felt drew and so I have the feelings uh, about Rob Lee I don't, I really like Rob Liefeld, I really do. can't stand his art, but I really like him. So that's so that wasn't my problem. Yes, she's wearing a skin-tight suit. But again, of course she is. She's wearing her Batgirl uniform, which is rather famously spandex.
2: i sorry, can I just come back to that you called it a onesie? I kind of love that you called it a onesie, rather than like a unitard or any of the other terms. A onesie to me is like a cuddly, fuzzy fleece thing you buy from Primark. And I'm just imagining Batman in a onesie <laughs> of his bat suit all of the bat fam in one sorry that's where my head went I apologise It's <laughs> a very serious moment
0: that's presumably what they, wearing wearing there. That's what they wear that's presumably what they wear when they have a sleepover yeah um, so it wasn't that I, I just couldn't I couldn't explain to myself why I wasn't comfortable with it mm-hmm. I just knew that I wasn't so I did what I always do when I don't understand something I ask somebody else uh, it's a teacher thing um, and Hat was in the shop.
2: I was there Hi. So
0: I asked that, and, and we had a very long conversation, which which we're not going to have again. No, we're good. Um, but, which has led... here?
2: Which led to me then, like, tweeting you on my way home going, actually, actually, <laughs> and then since then, hang on, um, <laughs> it's been a bit like that, it's been kind of bizarre. Yeah, it was quite full, um, actually. It may, mainly because, like, for me, and I, the one point that I did bring up at the time that I think needs to be brought up again is we discussed, like ways that female superheroes are drawn by people or just women in comics generally by people and like there are women in way less clothes drawn by other people who look way less sexualized than she does in that moment mm. and it's just it's to do with the angle for me anyway looking at it from an artistic perspective it's to do with the angle of the the, the camera as it were like the viewer angle mm-hmm. and also, the situation is not one in which you would wish to be sexualized. You know, if you are in therapy, you don't want your therapist to be looking at you like you're a snack. That's just weird. Um, well, and or, and also, or as a
1: sexual object. Or yeah, as a psychotic in any way. So before, quite, just,
2: quite unethical. Totally. Way. It's disturbing. And I'll oh, just. No. And the other. Yeah. There's. There are a lot of logistical issues for me that you were saying about pulling it up and pulling it down, that whole thing to show the Mm. the, the back and it not being a onesie, which now it's pyjamas, which is great. But um, yeah, I have a tattoo on my back, and I guarantee you, if I was going to try and show you that right now, it would not involve me having to pull any garment from my, like, lower waist down in any way, shape, or form, and it would only involve me looking like I really had some problems with my ability to reach my back. Now, we know that Barbara Gordon is significantly spryer than I am, but, realistically, you're far more likely to end up with both arms up your back trying to hoi your shirt up than standing in a sexy red carpet pose, which is just... It, it felt out of character
1: as well. Yeah, it didn't feel like the Barbara Gordon I knew. Not that I know her personally. Uh, it'd be great if I yeah, did. Yeah, Macy,
0: I do. I've known Barbara a long time.
1: But it didn't feel like the Babs that I have grown to love over the past year. Was it you that got me into Batgirl? You said, you know what, you should read Batgirl. Might, have been. Might have been. I think I've never
0: looked it's up. It's the kind of I've thing I do. Back.
1: It is. You're just a big
0: comic push are you. Yeah. well particularly particularly I've, babs. I've, I do I do love yeah, well, no, yeah. I've pretty much I prefer got nearly
1: every single right. Yeah. Except yeah. for the really old ones, which I'm gonna track down. But yeah, like, you know, the both the new fifty twos, rebirth. Y- y- some people have given up by that point and like, nah, it's it's got Barb. Yeah. It, it's Batgirl, it's fine. <laughs>
2: yeah. So long as she's there, it's all okay. <laughs> yeah. So for someone who's a massive fan, seeing that is <laughs> <it's>,
1: it, <laughs> Yeah. Um I just want to say, first of all, the act of showing the bullet wound in and of itself is not unnecessary. displaying what you've survived what she survived it, there's nothing wrong with that, as you've said <laughs> um in fact, in one in a way, it could be empowering if it was drawn and presented in the right way mm. and I think, as you said, the writing there was nothing wrong with the writing, it was just the
0: artwork. <laughs> You know, again he said i don't yeah you know, in I, as is always the case i've forgotten the artist's wretched name because of course i have um it was on that powerpoint i would try and google it but the internet here is so bad i do, i don't think he sat down with the intention of producing a sexualized image i don't think there was anything deliberate about that um it's just ignorance which worked well, <laughs> in in some ways in some ways that exonerates him because it's called it's it's cultural he's unaware you know and in some ways it makes it worse yeah i think
2: um I, for me it's like that level of ignorance in 2019 is not acceptable like it's not we've had time's up we've had me too we've had the Hawkeye Initiative has been going for some time now on the internet, you know, which I will come back to. I
0: was going to say, we, we will we'll come Definitely back to the Hawkeye that. Initiative. You
2: know, th- there has been this, I had a these thoughts and things have been being said for some time.
0: Like, I don't... feel still not the USB stick. It's, it's still not a USB stick. Um, <laughs> it hasn't magically transformed from a key into a USB stick.
2: Um, you know, we've had so much to this point that to be ignorant of what you're drawing and how that could be perceived, for me, is just like... It's... It's kind of, I don't know, it's, it defies belief, in all honesty. It just
1: feels inherently <clears throat> wrong. There's just it's something you just feel at the bottom of your stomach. Mm. Um, and the thing that I also wanted to touch on, and I think you've both sort of already spoken about it, is that for trauma, because that's what it is, it's her trauma being visually displayed and represented by the bullet wounds, for it to be framed in such a sexualized manner is just... To me, there seems to be something in very insensitive and creepy about that. Mm. I'm only... I don't know if this is veering off topic a little bit, but I just feel like for people who have suffered some form yeah. of trauma, and the implication that is... Because also, in and especially because Barbara, there was an implication that in the killing joke that she might have been sexually, that she yeah, was sexually assaulted by the joke. Yeah, there is definitely that implication. It's bad enough from that that people suffer from sexual dysfunction, so... Because of that, to display it in such a sexualized way kind of demeans it in a way, yeah. And it just contributes to like a really disturbing, demeaning attitude towards women. Yeah, I
2: one of the things that I said to you when we were when we were talking about this, the three of us, and it's not visual. Um, yeah, when when we were talking about it initially is. The difference, because we started talking about people drawing women, uh, making them look sexy. Like mm. we were talking about Babs Tar drawing Batwoman, she draws uh, Batgirl, sorry, and the way she draws, and how you know, and uh, and the Tashal and you can draw sexy without it uh. being creepy, and it's through we were talking about. Respect levels yes. of respect and power imbalance, and in that specific thing, there is a huge power imbalance between the person who has the power, who is the therapist, the the camera, mm-hmm. and the person receiving therapy. You know, the person, the victim of, of the mm-hmm. the the bullet wound, the everything else, the Joker, the whole situation, and to have someone who is in a position of disempowerment have that happen to them is um is right? I looked at that too actually it's sorry a, a, ignore
0: me ignore me. I was <laughs> um, looking, I was looking to see if I had an example of something but no
2: yeah so you know the, a person who is inherently in that position disempowered to then be further degraded by that pose is I think even if you it takes you like 25 minutes of figuring it out to figure out that's why it skews you out so much that for me is what it is it's that mm. moment of like actually whoa
0: no yeah. um, and I just I just want to, to, to dive back in and it's it for um, me it's power sorry that's where I'm going yeah no um, I'm just going back to the two examples that you've just given Al-Turici of Alterici um, and, and Tar. Um I've got more examples i wrote <clears> lots now I have no idea what Babstar's sexual orientation is uh, it's none of my damn business to be honest
2: quite frankly it is uh, but
0: thing. I do know that Natasha Alterici's gay she is Um got married is she? yeah congratulations Natasha Alterici she? yeah she's great uh, and, and there's, there's new heathen coming fairly <laughs> so soon <excited. laughs>
2: sorry re-heathen I know this is totally off topic I discovered today that Comicsology have deleted all of everything that I ever had because I went to relook at Heathen today for full research for this podcast, and I only ever had it digitally because it didn't exist in paper. Uh. And it's now gone. So Reggie, please order me Heathen because I need it. Um,
0: have it. I have I have the first trade in stock.
2: Magic. I'll second trade. The
0: second trade has not yet been published.
2: I'll be in tomorrow. <laughs> I support the second on Kickstarter, so I should be getting that. Someplace.
0: So. um... So, yes, you could come to Destination <laughs> Venus under the stairs at the Everyman Cinema to purchase that. I'm totally editing that now. <laughs> um, it's probably going into an outtake, but I'm totally editing it. <laughs> we'll
2: go and get that. So mad.
0: <laughs> yeah. no. Um, and this is to my point a little bit, mm. because I, I, I actually don't know the sexual orientation of the guy that drew Heroes in Crisis either. He could be gay too, for all I know. But I'm assuming he's not. So I'm assuming that he's a a guy who has a physical interest in women because he's a guy in comics. And the reason the reason that's relevant is when I first started thinking about this, I was thinking he's a guy. He finds women sexy. He's you know maybe subconsciously, unconsciously um, that's getting into his work. And I'm not saying I'm not, I'm not quite going to say and therefore I forgave him or, or thought that was okay, but. It, it was something that struck me as a reason that might happen unconsciously, and then I thought, no, hang on, <laughs> hang on, just a little bit. Cos I then thought, Babstar's Batgirl, sexy as hell. Mm-hmm. I, I'm probably reading far more about myself here than anybody needs to know. Um, <laughs> it's but not I, that think, know. I think we don't already. I think Star's iteration of Batgirl is sexy as hell. She is fabulous, but in no way sexualized.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I, and
0: you <laughs> see, I say I don't know Babstar's uh, orientation. Still none of my business. Um, although if I knew it might help me make this point a little bit more articulately. Um, <laughs> but I was thinking she's a woman. She's not if she's I, assuming she's straight. She's not she doesn't have that sexual interest in other women. So maybe that's why it doesn't come through. Mm-hmm. And then I thought, no, hang on a minute. Heathen.
2: Heathen, which she is literally wearing the full tilt, old school Viking bikini first situation. And yet at no point is it ridiculously sexualized? No. How? How can you... Ha- and this is this is something that I have looked at. My God, I have looked and I have made notes because I sat there and I went, right, let's think about all the naked women in comics. Yay. Let's do that because that'll be fun this afternoon. <laughs> I've just finished work. Um, and the first thing I did, well, the first thing I said to you was Natasha or Shichi Heathen. And... Um, mm. Tess Fowler's cover of Heathen again. And she's mm. literally one of the covers, Tess Fowler's covers of Heathen, is a woman wearing literally next to nothing, reclining, that's the, still not ridiculously sexualized. That's the
0: Freya. Freya. Freya of love
2: so sexy, yeah. not overly sexualized, yeah. not demeaning, not degrading, not there's a respect level there. Then I've written down Dave Epting in the recent Bat Bat Woman. She's literally there's a there's a, a sh- there's a panel of her removing a shirt and standing there in a sports bra not sexualized. Thank you, Steve. Well done. I've written men down. Jorge Corona, number one with the bullet. Number one with the bullet is a phenomenal series of comics. It's brilliant. And there is a whole sex scene in that, in which, you know, the whole point of it is about demeaning the main character as it's being voyeuristically viewed by millions on a television screen. And yet somehow, although it's creepy as all hell because of all that stuff happening, in no way am I skeeved out by the images
0: shown to me. Mm.
2: I'm skeeved out by the situation that happens later.
0: And you're supposed to be. And I'm
2: supposed to be. The sex part of it isn't massively disturbing. It mm. isn't horrifying. It's just like, yep, yeah, this is just what it is. And then later, it's like, oh wow, the fact that these things happened are what make it really creepy. So, you know, like, uh, and what else have I got? Oh yeah, Valentine uh, Delandro, Bitch Planet, lots of naked women a shower. Not horrifyingly overtly architecturalised and you know it, it, the list goes on. I've got you know, yeah.
0: and actually so that's many. that's a really good point um, because um, you mentioned Steve Thingham's um, Steve Epting, Steve that, Epting woman. that woman. That Now he's a he's a guy yes, doing
2: that. Yes, yeah. Um, so so, so, so Hagaroto, hey,
0: and I mean, and one of my first comics crushes, I think, might be the best way to put it, <laughs> um, was Halo Jones. Yes. Drawn, Written by Ella Moore, drawn by Ian Gibson. And again, I mean, I was 14 when I first read it. I found staplers sexy at 14. but <laughs> um, <laughs> Halo Jones is sexy as hell. And almost all the time is covered from the neck down. Yeah. Yeah. She wears very androgynous clothing almost all the time. That There is a very awkward scene where she's waitressing on a spaceship um, and she's wearing a sort of leotardy thing. And you can clearly see that she hates not it. Not a onesie. Not a onesie. Uh, it is a one piece. <laughs> a one piece. Um, but, but you know, it's drawn in such a way that you can tell she's uncomfortable with it. Yeah. And it's therefore not attractive.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Um, and, you know, obviously, Ian Gibson is not only a bloke, but he's a bloke from the 70s, which I'm old enough to remember. And, <laughs> and, and actually, do you know what? I will throw this in here. Um, the fact that I'm skeeved out by the, that's a... That's the first time I've ever said that phrase, by the way. Thank you for that phrase. I, I really like, like it. would like to thank uh, Buffy Summers for that phrase. Um, how, have I, how have I not picked it up from Buffy? Never mind. But the fact that I'm the fact that I'm skeeved out by anything remotely sexually inappropriate is saying something. Given that I grew up at a time when Benny Hill was on at seven o'clock on a weekday evening, and was the most popular show on television.
2: Oh wow! Um, oh,
0: bless I grew up watching Carry On films. I grew up.
2: In Venice, so did I. I grew up watching Karam films uh, because they were on
0: all the time yeah. in the 80s. Um, and, you know, uh, and it, all of that stuff was normal back then. Um, so, it really was. And God, it's horrifying. I mean, <gasps> yeah. if, if, you, if you want to be. Uh, there was a thing. This is not relevant either, but hey, it's this podcast. <laughs> um,
1: well, thank you, because I grew up in the 90s and even I would look back
0: at the stuff that I was brought up mm, Yeah, yeah. Oh. oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. Go back and look up some Benny Hill on YouTube. It's, oh, no, I know about it's the Benny most, Hill. It's the most inappropriate stuff.
1: I, I, um, I know of the horrors of
2: Benny Hill yeah. without even having to watch a so, single second of you the
0: You uh, <laughs> honestly, my tolerance for this shit must be not really low.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just remembering carry-on at the Kaiba and having a flashback. Sorry. It was just like a, a really horrible moment. <laughs> and and uh, it's OK. I'm back in the room now.
0: I, to, to, to be honest, it's not the sexism in carrying up the Kaiba that... The, the bothers me quite so much as the terrible racism but
2: racism the blackface is just truly just that's the bit that was making me really upset just then oh, it, it makes
0: it makes so bad makes the talents of weng shang look almost woke wow
2: that's horrifying yes
0: anyway. um sorry where was i going with this we're
2: talking about the fact that you grew up in an era when these things were normalized rampant sexism yeah, yeah, yeah boobs flying through the air constantly men being all gross and disgusting being totally normal and that's fine you know just groping randos as they pass is perfectly acceptable yeah. in the 70s on television you grew up with that and you think that this is skeevy
0: yeah, a little bit, actually, and I don't know, I mean, presumably I have changed as the culture has changed. I mean, you would just say, I mean, stuff that was going on in the 90s would bother people now, so. Mm. Oh, it does.
2: I've watched things back and gone, ooh, no. Friends does,
0: oh, friend, Friends yeah. hasn't aged.
2: Friends has aged very badly. I love Friends. Yes, I know. oh no. Ooh, very no.
0: Definitely no. All of them no. Mm. Although, actually, I have found rewatching bits of Friends, Ross isn't the clever one no he's not and joey's not a creep nope ross is a creep yep because you see i i thought in the 90s i would often because you know like, which friend are you kind of thing yeah um i, I always chandler, said I, I was clear <laughs> I, I always chandler. said i always said that i wanted to be chandler All right. but i was probably ross uh and to anybody i said that to i would now like to be very clear i am definitely not ross you are not ross um i'm not chandler either but I'm definitely not Ross, which probably means I'm Joey. And actually, I'm fine with that, Yeah, to be honest.
1: <laughs> he was I mean, a, Joey slept around, but he was just so
2: clueless. He didn't, you know. He wasn't a bad guy. No. At all. Like, by the standards of that show, compared to the other two men in it.
0: Yeah. Not that bad of a guy. Um, the bar is so low, isn't it, really? Yeah. The bar is. Well, the women are as bad. I mean, the fat shaming and the. Horrifying. The. the... Genuinely
2: horrifying. Yeah. The homophobia, the whole thing with Ross's wives makes my skin crawl now. Yeah. It's awful. Awful. So painful. Really bad.
0: Yeah, I'm probably going to edit all of that out because it's really sorry, not, really It's awful, really awful. <laughs> But it
2: does upset me a lot. Anyway, staying on target. Staying on target.
0: Oh, uh, you see, this is where we miss Steve. Steve. Yeah. I've got no idea what point I was trying to make.
2: All of that stuff that was in the past.
0: Yeah.
2: (laughs) That... I know, from, I know what I was saying. I just yeah, don't know why I was saying it. from the beginning it. of time. Basically, <laughs> yeah. you grew up in a, in a situation where you should actually still mm. be a massively misogynistic arsehole, but you're not, is what you were kind of saying, I think.
0: I don't think I'm allowed to say I'm not a massively misogynistic arsehole. Thank you for you saying it. But yeah. I, I, that's, not, that's genuinely but, not my call.
2: Can I just say, though, that, say that you
1: can have people that are my age or younger mm. who say horrendously misogynistic things and have been brought up in a world that's a little bit more... Liberal and chill. Liberal, mm. yeah. And yet they still turn out to be... Gross. Gross, yes. I think the problem with that... I, I, I was going to go with... Um, not as enlightened as... <laughs> Just wretch. a more
0: intellectual way of putting it. <laughs> I think I think the problem...
1: So the, uh, it doesn't really... I don't think it's where way
2: you started off in it, yeah. history. <laughs> it's not a generational issue. It's a people issue. I
0: certainly... I think the truth is that souls are going to asshole. Yeah. Uh, and they're always going to exist. And... Yeah, and, and I'm not ever blaming society for that. I'm blaming the individual for mm. being for being that individual. But no, I, re- I know that that's what I was saying, but I can't quite remember why I was saying it. I had a point and I've completely lost it. Ooh, because we'll be I went again. off on it. I a...
1: think you were make... you started off with that point because you still find it amazing that you still look at that image. Mm. And
0: yeah, something um, is I was... not
1: quite right. <laughs>
0: I was going somewhere. Um, but anyway, um, I, I will throw... Just to get this back on track. Because mm-hmm. you know, that's my job to keep the thing back on track. <laughs> Yay. So good at this. Um I, I will just throw in some other well-known examples of things that people think are problematic. Yes. Um and an example, actually, of an artist who got it wrong and then did something about it, which is unusual.
2: Always nice when that happens
0: though. Back when uh it would have been what, 2016? Back when... um, It feels so long ago. (laughs) The year it all went wrong. Um, Back when um, Riri Williams was a new character. Feels like she's been around forever now. Do love Riri. There were all kinds of variants for Invincible Iron Man issue one or two. I think the one in question might actually have been issue two. And they got J. Scott Campbell to draw a variant cover. It wasn't the main cover, it was a variant. And if I'd brought my memory stick... I would be able to show you this. It is in the show notes. It's a standard J. Scott Campbell pose, basically. She's not standing in an overtly sexual way. The only J. Scott Campbell I've got that's visible from where we're sitting is a red Sonia cover. That
2: is kind of sexual.
0: It, It was not... It was not that. It was not that. I um, love
2: how generous I was just there. And I said, that's kind of sexual. <laughs> um, the image in question, she is wearing, well, there's a label over the bottom half of her. And, I, you know, that's probably doing us some favours. She's wearing a very tiny bikini. And um, we're seeing a lot of flex. Mostly, um, we're not seeing both butt cheeks at the same time as the
0: boobs, which is, is pretty impressive. Yeah. Um, and to be fair, it is Red Sonia. Yeah. Um, that is her. Son of that is her outfit. He yeah, did yeah. not design it. No, no, he didn't. That is uh, just but, um, I and will we, actually, I will actually put that image next to the Freya image from yes, Heathen. Yes. The cover. Because the Red Sonja image is very definitely sexualised. Yes. <laughs> I think the Freya, the Freya cover, Freya is we- wearing about the same amount. Yeah, she
2: totally is in terms of yardage. <laughs>
0: um, but could not be more different. Yeah. And I'm, I'm not looking at the Red Sonja cover particularly and seeing an image of female power, in no. spite of the fact she's holding a sword over her head.
2: It's not a very big sword though
0: no, well, size, size isn't necessarily what's important. Of course, I would say that, but, you know.
2: I just feel like Red Sonny would have a much better sword than that. Sorry. I'm not yeah, getting into that
0: that's, kind of thing. that's probably true. But yes, So it, it wasn't side, that but in terms of proportions and stuff,
2: mm-hmm.
0: she was drawn pretty much like that. Um, so very
2: much an adult lady with yes.
0: hips and boobs. and, and Yeah, definitely the hips, stuff. definitely the boobs. And he was called out on it, rightly so, I think, because at the time they've aged her up a little bit. I think she's 17 now, but at the time riri williams was 15 yeah and the the reaction was generally uh guys maybe maybe not with that yeah 15 yeah Probably not appropriate. Quite the misstep. And to his credit, because we're going to come to Frank Cho in a little bit. Do we have to? Who I quite like, I will say right now. But anyway, to his credit, he didn't do a Frank Cho and start complaining about censorship and stuff. What he actually did was go, you know what, you've got a point. I got a commission. I drew a female character in my normal style. Probably isn't appropriate. Hang on. And he did another cover, which is... Uh, riri sitting down she's kind of sitting down cross-legged she's holding the it's not the iron man suit but it wasn't the iron heart suit then either because no. she hadn't been named so her iron man suit mm. she's holding her iron man suit helmet in front of her and kind of resting her chin on the top of it and it's a really kind of sweet kind of fun's the wrong word but it it
2: it represents the character. Myself. Yeah,
0: it, re- it represents it represents RiRi's personality. Yeah. It, it's, it's quite lighthearted. And do you know what? Fair play to him for that. That is someone who went, oh, yeah, I hadn't thought about it. But now you bring it up. OK. Yeah. And since I have brought him up, I unashamedly love Frank Cho's art. I think the man is a fucking genius. And honestly, when I look at all of the covers that he's done, because he's mostly a cover artist. Yeah. When I look at the covers that he's done, and I again, I've got a PowerPoint full of the buggers. Uh, his covers for Wonder Woman, his covers for Harley Quinn. They are stunning. And I would argue strongly in no way sexualized, which is odd, given the kerfuffle that we had with the Wonder Woman thing. But at the time, the first issue that didn't feature a Frank Cho cover because he'd quit because he was fed up of being told he couldn't draw this and he couldn't draw that. The first issue he wasn't available, uh, wasn't involved in, upskirted Wonder Woman. Jesus Christ. Okay, that was not him. Okay, and that was the female editor who let that go. So, do you know what? I'm okay with him on that. I think his portrayal of Wonder Woman is genuinely, she seems to me to be athletic and powerful rather than sexy. I think he's, just on a technical level, I think his line work is glorious. The thing that man can do with a ballpoint pen. I follow him on, on Instagram. And uh, yeah, you see an awful lot of boobs. But at the same time, his technique, it's, 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 it's technique is great. Where I have a problem with him <laughs> is his attitude when people call him out. Yeah, he has. Yeah. Produced, he has. He has done some stuff which actually I'm OK with speaking Purely personally, but I can see would make some people, got a lot of people, uncomfortable, unhappy, downright pissed off. And his reaction when those people say, "Seriously, Frank, really?" He always goes to the "You can't censor me." Censorship is terrible. I believe in freedom of expression and stuff. And no, no, because nobody's saying Frank Cho cannot draw women like that. What they're saying is, I didn't like it on that cover. Nobody's saying he can't draw nudes. Nobody would stop him drawing nudes. Nudes have been a part of art for a long time. Seriously, Frank, no one's going to stop you. So it's not censorship. It's questioning whether what you're doing is appropriate in the context in which you're doing it. And even if you don't agree with the people who are calling you out, just going, yeah, censorship uh," is unhelpful. And again, if I'd brought that bloody PowerPoint, this is going to be a theme. All of these images will be in the show notes. (laughs) Um there is a famous cover again, a variant uh, of Spider Woman by uh, Manara, who, to be fair to him, is a pornographic artist. My issue with this cover is not that it's a very, very anatomically unlikely <laughs> that's and, a really interesting thing, and and highly sexualized image of Spider Woman. I don't have an issue with him drawing that; he's a porno artist that's what he does. My issue. Well, we can, we we could discuss whether porn is or is not acceptable. That's not a subject for this podcast ever. That's not. Um, but my issue, my issue there is the editor, who actually picked up an actual phone, <laughs> rang a guy, who only draws porn, and said, "We'd like you to draw Spider Woman for our cover." That seems to me to be an inappropriate choice on an editorial level yes now the reason i bring Minara up and i'm probably mispronouncing that name well,
2: i'm going to pro- mispronounce one soon and i would like to I've, apologize for the, yeah. the entire croatia for doing it i've
0: only ever seen it written down so yeah. i i've no idea what it's supposed to sound like frank cho got involved in that and did the whole censorship thing when people and actually do you know what nobody said that the spider woman could well i do i didn't i'm not aware of anybody having said because i bet somebody did somebody always does um, it's the internet,
2: someone's always saying. I'm this.
0: not aware of anybody saying that that cover should have been banned. Mm. What I am aware of is an awful lot of people taking an awful lot of piss out of that cover. Yes, um,
2: because no one's spine bends that way. Yeah,
0: yeah uh, you, just, you know the one I'm talking I about. Do, yeah. I do, of course
2: they
1: do. Is what uh, sparks the whole, let's draw a picture of Hawkeye in that pose? And no, or, or
2: um, was that, no else? that was something else. No, that was a <laughs> <laughs> sort of,
0: whole other thing. That was something else, but, but I did see, and I did see, you know, somebody did a 3D rendering of what she'd have to... What her body would have to be like oh, from a different wait, angle. Oh I think I know what and, uh, you know, you're talking
1: about now. And yeah. so that
0: was that was not that's not censorship, that's satire and and critique and critique. Yeah.
1: And also, you have to think as an artist, you're taught about the anatomy of the body, surely. Yes, very so... much so.
2: <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> the, but back to Robley <laughs> Like, if <laughs> we talk about anatomy,
0: <laughs> there was some award that Frank Cho got some ceremony he was at not long after this and in fact it might not have been a ceremony it might just have been at a convention I really can't remember and I didn't want to sully my Google history by looking this up yeah
2: um, I felt that a lot when, we, when <laughs> I was doing any research for this I uh, just didn't want to know.
0: Minara presented him as a thank you for his support with another porno picture of Spider-Woman only it was worse because <laughs> it was Help! she was climbing over a wall oh God we are looking slightly up oh dear Jesus and she was colored in
2: oh my so days. she was supposed
0: to be wearing so you know she was supposed to be wearing a costume it' was very tight you all I'm saying because oh yikes um if if the purpose of clothing is to conceal it did not it did not in any way yikes. um and there's a picture of Cho and Manara sort of standing holding this thing and and um, Joe's comment was something about you know, I, my brother, you know, me and me and my brother artist taking a stand against censorship and, so, and it's no 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 you're misunderstanding the whole thing. It's not about censorship. It's about context and appropriateness yeah. in
2: context. Yes, that's what it's about.
0: And 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 is maybe... this image an appropriate cover for a comic book? Well, and maybe being a little bit self aware. Mm. And do you know what? Maybe that image would be appropriate. For a porno comic book, these things exist. They really do, and their existence is something I can live with at the very least. Mm-hmm. Um,
2: Whatever gets you off. Yeah.
0: Well, yeah. But is it is it appropriate for a mainstream comic book?
2: This is it. Isn't it? This is what it comes down to. Is it appropriate? No, it's not. for Marvel and DC. And the answer is always no, because children read these. <laughs> and the other thing, I mean, let's let's just talk about you know drawing women in a pornographic context in comics. Let's talk about Sunstone briefly. Why not? Let's talk about Sunstone um, by a man whose name I definitely cannot pronounce. And I'm going to try. Stefan Prejec. I don't know. I'm sorry, Croatia. But he draws so beautifully. I have forever time for his drawings. He has drawn some really, truly beautiful and brilliant little comic and by comic, I mean funny um, mm-hmm. scenes between Lara Croft and Wonder Woman. Just them like having a chat and sort of uh, seen those. Yes, And, yes, his, and I sent you the Batwoman, Catwoman thing. The, yes, that he drew as well. And like he, you know, none of these are porn. By the way, uh, gentle listeners. Um,
0: yeah, yeah. Pat no, does not send me porn. I do not send him. Porn. I would. I would like to put this on the record because <laughs> yeah. my wife listens to this I podcast. Absolutely
2: not. But those. Um. He's he does these beautiful little drawings and little comic. Like comedy moments between people, and I love his artwork it's stunning, and he also draws a BDSM comic called Sunstone, and I would like to state this is a BDSM comic. it is about people whipping each other, and at no point are any of the women sexualized in a way that demeans them at all in any way, shape or form like I don't I don't understand how, but they're not like there's no way I look at I'm not look I don't look at it and go, that disturbs me in the same way that I look at some of the images. By artists we have previously mentioned already. I don't. He's also just I, this morning I saw a thing and it, uh, he's doing a new comic about um, an incubus and in a succubus trying to convince this woman to pick one uh, of the two. I have seen uh, the images from that, which are much more actually sexual than uh, Sunstone, which has the most un nsfw nsfw image in the world of a woman going down on another uh, woman in sunstone honestly to god is hilarious because you can't see anything and yet you know exactly what's happening and it is not overtly sexualized somebody tell me how he does it he's a genius but if he can do it if he can draw literal (laughs) sex in a way that isn't demeaning and is still respectful and is still you know frankly funny it genuinely a lot of it is just funny but beautifully drawn like this the, it, i don't get how anyone can draw something that is not a sex moment and make it so overtly sexual for no good reason whatsoever so this is where i come from with it um this that was the thing i sent you a message mm. on the way home i was like yeah, yeah.
0: how does he draw these women and not do those things well i think first of all he's probably got a really healthy sex life no that's um... his wife's name. <laughs> 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 I <can't pronounce> this. <laughs> but, yeah. um i mean, I, I, she, I think
1: there's a difference between sexualizing somebody and having um what's the best way of putting it
2: he's drawing literal porn
1: so, so having <laughs> sens- sensuality yeah i suppose yeah yeah and, uh, there is a difference between those yeah, two yeah. things and the, i think the women, that...
2: the women in his comics are very sexy the men in his comics very sexy the people in his comics there's, nothing very, the incubus and there's absolutely very nothing sexy. wrong with sexy. But there's no de- there's no degradation, there's no yeah. power imbalance. And I'm talking about a bondage comic. There is not a feeling of this person is disempowered in such a way that they I am skewed out by it. Mm-hmm. It's
0: just bizarre to me. I think to a degree consent is yeah, uh, yeah a, a I think, a think thing that's probably here.
2: it, yeah, definitely. Oh, and gosh. you know, the image that that kicked off this whole conversation there was no consent in that situation. No. That is a power differential that is just mm. totally, mm. it's insurmountable,
0: it's, it's you know. Okay, I I, th- I have just reached for a copy and I, I've done it again. I actually have brought an example of this and again. You can
2: actually
0: see it. Actually, do you know what? I'm going to get you to pronounce that because it's Italian.
2: Oh, cool. Uh, Merca Andolfo.
0: Oh, that's what I'd have said. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's a comic called Unnatural. And I appear to have picked up the least... The, 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 the issue of this comic that has the least amount of sex in it. OK. Um, this is this is a comic that when issue one came out, um, I was doing my What's on the Rack video. And those of you that have seen it will know that I hold comics open and show images. <laughs> and I literally, with issue one, I was going, and this is the art in this book is so amazing. Oh, no, I can't show you that. Page. <laughs> oh, well that one. Oh, no, I can't show you that. Um, and it was literally a whole damn book. So um, what is
1: the sorry? What is the comic about?
0: Oh, oh, Jesus! How do you explain unnatural? Right. It's it's been described as erotica. Okay. I don't find it such. I don't know whether that says more about me than it says about the comic. But there you go. It's a fantasy world. I'm assuming we're working in metaphor here. Uh, I'm fairly sure Merca and has a point. I don't know what it is <laughs> at all. It's a fantasy world. Um full of very sexy anthropomorphic animals and they're clearly intended to be sexualized the the issue one has a picture of um our main character whose name i can't remember Um, i'm holding a copy in my hand and i still can't oh leslie there you go Uh, a picture of leslie in a very short and kind of see-through sort of nightdress thing kneeling down and looking over her shoulder and it's it's yeah it's clearly a sexual image and the thing about this society is interspecies relationships are utterly taboo um so if you're a pig which leslie is you can't be copying off with a goat or a hedgehog or anything
2: sounds very logical
0: um although i mean this is clearly being used as some kind of metaphor for for, for gender or race or something
2: but you're not quite sure where what...
0: <laughs> no
2: Not sure of
0: the point. But also in the society, it's kind of a fascist dictatorship type dystopian society. You have to be productive. You have to have kids. You have to have a partner and you have to produce children. And so if you are single for too long, there is a whole government department whose job it is basically to be Tinder. And that's horrifying. And hook you. And it's the worst dystopia right And the ever dates, the dates you have to go on are compulsory. You cannot avoid them. And she, Leslie, rebels against this. <laughs> Sorry,
2: this whole concept
0: is like. And I'm, I'm missing, I'm missing out a whole major subplot. It's not even a subplot. I'm missing out a huge chunk of the plot. There. It's supposed to make you uncomfortable. A, it? Does a lot. The setup. <laughs> can... the, the setup is is clearly supposed to.
2: What was what was that film um, about the the animal detectives that was out a few years ago that had all the furries up in a tiz with a rabbit and a fox? It's like a oh, Zootropolis. Zootropolis, right? Okay, so this this it sounds like a combination of Margaret Atwood meets Zootropolis, and I'm just really kind of like, how did they get
1: there? Actually, I'll tell like, you what. I mean, how that, did they get there? I to say it, but that actually sounds quite good.
0: <laughs> yeah. Actually, do you know what? What? That's a much better summary than what I just did, <laughs> and and yeah, you're not wrong, and you're right, Alice. It is good, but I've picked up I've picked up the least sexy copy of this ever. Um, but I can at the back show you some of the covers. Are you
1: are, are you gonna sh- show so, us some sexy, sexy, so the covers? Be... Oh wow! Okay. Yikes! Cool, right?
0: Um, and you know,
2: but I suppose. But like weirdly, it... less disturbing than mm. the Batgirl
0: thing. Yeah, um, and my point here, I mean, and Merca... as you said, sorry, sorry, I can no, no, say. no, no,
1: no. Um, as you were saying earlier about context. Well, and also think about the audience. This is not supposed to be for kids. This Mm-mm. is for adults. So Good. that can sort of be
2: not forgiven, mm. if, but <laughs> because <but, laughs> well, sex, okay, <laughs> let's forgive that one. No, it's no, it's not even that. It's not even that. I know what you're saying. It's that whole thing of like, yes, in that context, that makes sense. Yes, and there is a. Uh, a logic to it that yeah. is... and
1: it's all about sexual politics yeah, whole... so of, yeah, course yeah, of course there's going
2: to be course. some yeah display and of sexuality similarly to, to bitch planet you know because it's about sexual politics those moments in mm-hmm. it that are like that's
1: you know, another one i really need to read you Everybody really do it's great used. it's really good <laughs> there's, there's a long list of comics yeah. <laughs> that i need to read
0: um a
1: natural be will be added to it. in fact i'll need to
0: I think, I I, I think that's, that there's there's an element of culture involved here in that Unnatural is published in English by Image, but it was originally published in Italy, in Italian, clearly, because it was published in Italy. And, I mean, you know Italy a lot better than I do. But <laughs> Italy,
2: <laughs> yeah, it's making a lot more. Italy. No, not going
0: <laughs> Italian, Italian culture has a very different attitude to nudity oh. and sex than the men
2: and women. Than,
0: than British than British or American culture does. Yeah,
2: very definitely. But I, while I, it does. Honestly, it, it, all you have to do is go and put Raiuno on on a Saturday night and watch just game shows and what's on, it is like it's the eighties still. I've
0: yeah. I, mean, I, I was in Italy in the
2: eighties. Mm. I remember as a kid in Italy at the eighties watching Raiuno and there was a stripper mm. on telly. Family time television.
0: Six I clock. was I was in like I haven't been to Italy I've been to Italy twice. So, I mean, I can hardly call myself an expert on yeah. Certainly not when you're in the room. <laughs> um, but I was there in the mid 90s and uh, I watched, uh, we turned the telly on in the hotel uh, before we went down to dinner and watched Star Trek in Italian. That was fun. And uh, interestingly, when Jean Luc Picard said merd, they left it in as merd. Yes, they would. Um, <laughs> which strikes me as odd because that worked as a swear in, on, in American star trek because nobody in america could speak french but not in british we had it cut it was cut but in uh, in italy i presume they all know what med means yeah, so yeah totally uh, but anyway that's irrelevant but now after that there was a show it was a saturday night and there's a show called luna park mm-hmm. uh, and i remember that because luna park in italian is apparently luna park it was the only two words in the entire show you understood um i've got no idea to this day no idea what was happening uh, it started with a bunch of people on, like, a Ferris wheel, and then suddenly all, none of the women were wearing tops. Sounds right. Uh, it was just wall-to-wall boobs. Yep. So I understand that Italy has a different attitude to nudity than America does. And that's presumably coming through in in, in, in Unnatural. Yeah,
2: but... I, I'm now remembering the stripper on Rayuno was in 1992. So there was this. Wow. Yeah. 1992. I was just thinking how old I was when I was in Italy um, and I saw it. And I remember being that age. I also watched (laughs) Bart Simpson in Italian. i never
0: watched it until a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, so that that comes through. That's. Yeah. But unnatural does make me feel uncomfortable, but not because of the imagery, but because of the the... same
2: way of number one with a bullet.
0: Yeah. Because of the story context, what is happening. Mm -hmm. Is that's dy- what's
2: supposed to yeah. disturb yeah absolutely what
0: is happening is dystopian and awful I'm, yeah. I'm supposed to be disturbed by it that's kind of the point of the book um it's not that i'm looking at an image and thinking oh really a bit much yeah uh and i think that's a huge difference i don't know whether it this is leaning into my original male gaze female gaze thing i mean murka and belford is a woman for whatever that's worth again I'm n- i know nothing else about it so mm. yeah
2: but
0: I, that I said I wasn't going to talk very much in this e- cool. edition, and, and here you I am. You
2: brought the comics. You see. Well, yeah, there's that. You did bring
0: um, the comics,
2: and also <clears throat> you, know, you put the ones on the wall that are on the wall.
0: Okay, we're going to leave it there. Uh, as you can tell, I'm finishing editing this whilst at work, uh, so apologies for the background noise. Full show notes, including all the pictures that we've talked about so far, are on the Destination Venus website. Just go to the blog section and look for Filled with Unease, which is the title of this edition of The Geeks of the Gates. Um, we will finish this off next week. Until then, be kind to yourself, be kind to everybody else, and we'll see you next time at the Gates. Thank you for listening to the Geeks at the Gate podcast. Find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash geeksatthegate or contact us on Twitter at GeeksATHEGates. At or contesters by email on mail 4 geeks at the gates at gmail.com. That is the number four, not the word. Geeks at the gates is a production of Venus Rising Media and is proudly made in Yorkshire. Um, I haven't made notes. Because I have done preparation, and I've just realised I've done it really stupidly. Is
2: it on the computer?
0: Because it's a PowerPoint.
2: Oh, no. (laughs) You're such a teacher.
0: Sorry. (laughs) And shall we stop and do that again? I'm
2: sorry, I was mad, Steve. (laughs)